Here's what's coming up on today's episode of Your Tagline Here. What is your tagline to summarize your uh, your vegan adventure? Um, I feel like I want to give a special mention to the fact that, you know, go vegan. Because if you go vegan, everybody wins. You win, the, the environment wins, the animals win. You know, our future wins, basically. So um, there's nothing to lose. Hello and welcome to Your Tagline here with me, Simon Tomlinson. This is a podcast all about people and their stories. And in every episode, I ask the guest to provide their tagline to summarise their story. In this episode, I talk to Stephen and Marusha, who are both passionate vegan advocates and are admins for the popular Birmingham Vegans Facebook group, which has over 10,000 members. We talk about why they became vegans in the first place, how they did it, what the benefits have been to their lives and what their favourite places are to eat vegan food in Birmingham. Before we get into the episode, I'd just like to mention our sponsor, KitLab, which is a digital marketing company based in Birmingham in the UK. KitLab have over 15 years experience and specialise in branding, websites, digital marketing, social media and more. So if you want to grow your business online, just head over to kitlab.com, which is K-I-K-L-A-B.com. If you do like this episode, then please make sure to give us a thumbs up and subscribe so you don't miss out on any future content. Stephen and Marusha, welcome to the podcast. It's good to have you here. Thank you. And uh, yeah, this is an interesting episode because it's the first time that I've ever had two guests on the show. So I'm looking forward to that. And it's also a topic which I'm really interested in, which is veganism uh, and something that I'm, I'm personally passionate about. And I know that you both are as well. So I'm really interested to get your uh, your thoughts on uh, your experience with, with being a vegan. So first of all, Stephen, um, how long have you been a vegan for and what were the reasons why uh, why you decided to change your diet and cut out meat, eggs and dairy and any animal products. So I've been vegan for five years now and it's been a pretty smooth ride. Um, the original reasons uh, were quite complex, but the main catalyst was because I was doing a, a job in pest control and I, I, one day I just thought, you know, what am I doing? I'm being paid to kill these animals. And I just, it started to break my heart. And I did have some other things going on at the time, but I think that it was really important to recognize that that job wasn't healthy for me. And it made me sort of open up to this bigger world of, well, what else is going on? I had already previously seen a couple of videos which opened my eyes to what happens to male baby chicks and behind closed doors at the abattoirs and things like that. And it just made me feel really upset and unwell. Um, and I just said, right, that's it. I'm done. I'm, I'm giving it all up, all the meat and all the products and... Uh, yeah, I just went for it and lived on 
uh, fruit for two weeks because <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing there. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, animal welfare is a, is a really big reason to stop eating animal products because when you do see what goes on behind closed doors and you see some of the uh, the treatment that that goes on, um, then uh, yeah, it's difficult to continue eating and consuming those kind of products. Marusha, how about yourself? How long have you been vegan for and what are the reasons why you changed to that way of living? Um, well, I'm coming on two years uh, being vegan. Um, and my reasons really initially were health-related because if, um, a few years ago, um, I had immense issues with my gallbladder. I was spending months and months in a hospital waiting for the operation. My body was essentially just destroying itself. And so when you have issues with your gallbladder, they prescribe something uh, called like a low-fat diet. So when you look at that, initially, it just looks like they're out to take all the fun out of your life. So, you know, no fatty stuff, no sugars, no, no, no fun, essentially. And um, through that, um, I kind of have eliminated a lot of dairy products because that's a lot of fats. Um, sort of eggs, um, red meat, all of that had to go. And then eventually um, I'd had my operation and I realized that I didn't really want to go back to my old lifestyle, uh, to my old habits. Um, and I think a part of me also realized that that sort of cognitive dissonance had left me, that sort of willful blindness you have towards things. Because I think a lot of us do realize what's happening, but we don't want to admit it because we know that it kind of makes us accomplices as well in all of these things, like you mentioned, baby chicks, you know, caps being taken from their mothers, on and on. And so, um, and that really has been my journey and um, it's it's been a good one so far. Mm. Well, it's, it's interesting how you've both got slightly different reasons um, uh, because I know, well, Stephen, you said it was more about animal welfare and for you, Marusha, than more about um, y- your own personal health. But I'm sure that there's there's other reasons in there as well, because you mentioned about um, animal welfare. So uh, when you changed your diet to cut out animal products, was it a difficult thing to do? Initially, yes. Uh, initially, it was quite hard um, because really eating meat was all that I've known through my life and I was always encouraged to you know consume a lot of animal products to you know keep healthy and keep strong and things like that which in the end turned out to actually be the things that were harming me um so at the beginning I felt really lost and you know like Steven surviving two weeks on fruit <laughs> I was kind of thinking oh, I don't know like I, I wouldn't eat any vegetables. I didn't like anything that wasn't sort of potatoes. My mom still always says, I can't believe what you're doing now because I couldn't get anything that's green into you. But then um, I think the fact that it did have to be because of my health, because I was in so much pain and distress at the time, that was sort of something that kept me going. Whereas if it was something that didn't feel as pressing on me personally, I might have given up. So after after you found it quite challenging to begin with is it is it easier now yes okay absolutely i think being as well with some you know having a partner that's vegan 
That's yeah. just like winning a lottery, really. <laughs> yeah, I imagine that must make it a lot easier mm. because to make any kind of change in your life, if you've got um, someone that you're going through that journey with, then it does make it easier. So, Stephen, for you, did you find it difficult to to stop eating animal products? I definitely did at first. Okay. For oh, I mean, it took a couple of years for me to stop thinking about chicken wings <laughs> and uh, bacon sandwiches and things like that. You know, you walk past McDonald's and even though I was never really a fan of McDonald's, I I mean, I ate a lot at some point, but it, there's, there's something in the smell that triggers something in your brain. Happy hormone. <laughs> yeah, and you're yeah. like, ah. Oh. And I know even if I still was eating meat and dairy, I'd have gone in there and eaten it and I wouldn't have been satisfied, but there's just something in the smell. Um, but I think I had a lot of support and... My, at first, my mum was a bit confused by it, um, but I, I like to think of, uh, you know, when you're eating your dinner when you're a child and your parents are like, you know, you can't have your pudding until you've eaten your vegetables. And, you th and now I'm eating all my vegetables and they're like, why, why are you eating all these vegetables? Like there's this complete swap around there in, in, in like ideals and but a lot of it is to do with culture. And uh, I find that with myself, that eating uh, meat and especially like junk food and things like that and, and just taking total disregard for what I'm picking up and, and putting in my body, it's, uh, it's, you have to start this whole new learning process. It's like, well, fruit was safe. I knew it was safe. And, and I probably did have a couple of things along the way, like, couple of packets of crisps and things like that but um i remember the first time that I'd, I'd made a mistake and i'd bought these vegetarian burgers that had mozzarella cheese in them okay. and i and i didn't realize until my mum had pointed it out and said you know i was like ah oh. and i felt terrible at first and then these days there are occasions i mean it was only last week wasn't it mm. i i bought a, a well-known uh snack noodle snack that you get in a pot and uh, <laughs> i wonder what that is <laughs> and, uh, i i i was always led to and i think they were this certain flavor i i believed were vegan and um accidentally but uh marusha said to me you know you you know there's milk in that don't you and i'd already just eaten it like i said oh no you know and i was like oh, i feel a bit silly but you do hit those speed bumps and you just have to sort of keep going, you know. Yeah, and it is difficult because I, I know from my experience as well, like when, when you start to become more conscious about what food you're eating and you actually look at the ingredients on the back of a packet, um, milk and eggs are in like so many foods that you wouldn't expect. It's like... Uh, Ridiculous it turns out there's powder milk on broccoli. It's just... <laughs> yeah, like there must be this powdered milk just going around yeah. everywhere and everyone's just like you, you know we must put this on our product <laughs> don't need to but we must uh so Stephen, i know the uh the main reason initially for you uh, stopping eating animal products was uh, for animal welfare reasons but have you noticed any impact on your health in a in a positive way uh, since you've made that change lots everywhere um i have to say though like Part of the reason why I stopped 
eating animal products and and being a part of animal products is is a slightly selfish one is because I felt bad. You know, in the very beginnings, I, I felt bad and I wanted to feel better. And uh, through education and, and looking at certain types of activism, I have come around to, you know, fully acknowledging the, the, the stresses of the animal welfare. Um, um, sorry, what was the question? <laughs> uh, what are the positive effects you've noticed? Oh, the positive health? effects, yes. Yeah, so at first it was very physical. So uh, I stopped having IBS and uh, my skin cleared up. I used to have terrible rashes on my skin, um, which turned out to be dairy. Uh, I have a mild allergy to it, like most people. A lot of people don't realize they're allergic to cow's milk. Um, so I went from there and I started to feel physically better. And then I started to notice that I had a sharpness of mind my, my my brain was functioning on a higher form and, and uh, my thoughts were a bit quicker. I was remembering a little bit more. And yeah, and I just, I, that, like that combination of the, the mental and the physical was, was really quite uplifting. And, and through that, I started to get a, a better spiritual well-being as well, you know. Mm -hmm. I started to feel less guilty about my lifestyle and started to explore more creative means of expressing myself and, um, I think it. I think it does come as a as a whole package. I, if I, I think even if you you recognise yourself as as just someone who is plant based, I think you can probably agree with some of the things that I'm saying there. Is that it doesn't just come as one thing. You know, there's there's other aspects to it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's great how it's had such a positive impact on your your physical health and your um, emotional and, and spiritual health as well. So, Marusha, for you, I know that um, you you stopped consuming uh, animal products because of um, medical reasons um did it did it have that positive effect on on your health and were there other um other positive effects that you didn't expect to get yes i mean in in large i have to resonate what stephen just said um i think the thing about going vegan initially, it might not look like you're feeling better. I, a lot of people that I've spoken to that have gone vegan, there's this two-week period in the beginning where your skin just goes haywire. And it's you get these little like zits everywhere. It's, it's essentially, you know, your body kind of clearing itself of toxins of everything. After that, for me, you know, things uh, started looking a lot better. Um, and then... I know a lot of people at the beginning also report uh, gas, <laughs> which is just also your gut kind of getting used to the fact that, you know, you're changing your diet. It's a completely normal process. Yeah. So there's all these differences that a lot of us will experience. And then for me personally, um, I, I feel like I've had a lot more energy in general since going vegan because my diet has become a lot uh, sort of lighter um, I still eat a lot like constantly even just before coming here we you know stopped for food and everything but it's the quality of the things that you consume that make all the difference and I feel like you know physically I'm performing on a lot on a higher level as well so mm. I think mental health as well I want to add that it's not going to like clear up your depression 
but it's going to help put you in a better position to rise up and become a, a better a better person on an emotional level and and um you know anxiety and depression and and mental health's never going to go away purely through veganism or through through plant-based diets but it's going to help it's going to put you in a position where you you can start repairing you know internally on through those uh, structures you know you got to got to give yourself a fighting chance you know mm. Yeah, and the the food that we put into our body is our fuel, and the better the fuel is that we put in, uh, the more energy that we have, and generally, the more energy that we have, that can make a massive difference to to our mental health. So, yeah, I can I can see how how that would definitely uh, uh, play its part. Um, so, we've used a, a few terms already while we've been talking. We've used the word vegan. We've used the word plant based. Um, there's also vegetarians i don't know there's probably other words as well to describe this kind of diet uh marisha do you do you refer yourself uh as a refer to yourself as a vegan or or something else and what do you think about that word vegan because i know that it can be uh it, it can be perceived as quite an antagonistic word what do you think i think like you said an antagonistic word you know someone it used to be like that anyway, you know, someone mentions someone that's vegan and you, you're immediately thinking that's the most annoying person at a party. <laughs> you know, the, the famous joke of how do you know that someone's vegan? They will tell you. <laughs> so um, I think that might be the reason why at the beginning I was a bit hesitant to go into the whole vegan business because you're thinking, I don't want to be that person. I don't want to enter a room and, you know, we get into a discussion and then I have to go through all of that. But the truth of the things is, I mean, you might as well stand up for it because that's what you are and it's not a bad thing. And um, I think overall, so, you know, the term vegan refers to someone that doesn't consume or use animal products in any way. So um, even within the community, there's still a bit of, I don't want to say fighting, but discussion, heated discussion about, you know, who gets to call themselves a vegan, who is, you know, merely a plant-based person exploring. But I think for myself, so far into the journey, being someone that has consciously made the decision to not consume any animal products and avoid buying them, you know, whenever, wherever I can, I would yeah call myself a vegan with clear conscience yeah <laughs> uh, and does that include uh leather products as well and any yes. other um any other clothing that might come from mm. from animals uh yes it does uh the the thing is as well when people sort of first go into the whole vegan journey a lot of them uh in the facebook group that we manage as well will ask questions like i've got a leather bag what do i do with it and I think the the prevalent advice is if you have something that happens to be of, you know, animal um, uh, that is from an animal source, just use it up. It's, you know, there's no point throwing it away. The, you know, quote unquote damage has been done. But, you know, there's also the whole environmental aspect of things. Um, and it does no one any good to just start massively throwing things away that we've already purchased in a time that where we weren't really paying attention. Yeah, and I, I did have a similar dilemma when I decided to go to a plant-based diet. I did have 
a leather jacket and some like leather bags and stuff like that. And I decided that I did keep it because I didn't want to waste it. And it would almost be doing that animal or those animals a disservice by throwing it away. But um, certainly um, buying other new animal related products is uh, is something that I I try and avoid as, as much as I can. So, uh, Stephen, the same question for you um, about do you refer to yourself as a vegan or uh, do you prefer one of the other terms? No, I, I refer myself to as a, as a vegan. But there, there is a lot of connotations that come with that word and stereotypes and stigmas. And, and it's a difficult thing to nail down apart from it in its purest form about not using and consuming any animal products and maintaining animal welfare and things like that. And I know there are a few people who have uh, slightly different views of it, more or less all in the same vein. But I think the essence of, of it is, is at its basic form, not using and not purchasing any animal products. The thing is, like with the leather jacket, it's an interesting one because I had a discussion with someone a couple of years ago who was saying that actually leather is far better than pleather because uh, leather, is, it is a natural material. It will break down eventually. It's not it's not toxic, not too toxic anymore for the, the planet. Um, whereas pleather and plastic and things like that uh, Actually, is we know plastics are terrible for the world, um, and I and I in a way I agreed with what he was saying, and I and I do now try and avoid some of the plastic leathers. I did have a plastic leather jacket, I had two actually, uh, but since they've sort of worn out, I haven't bothered touching those. Um, but there are some really good advances in like uh, I think they're using like mushrooms and. Uh, pineapple leaves and things like that um but i i will always consider myself a, a, a vegan you know even if i've accidentally had something that's had milk in it because <laughs> you know well yeah i mean accidents happen you can't you can't control that you can do do your best and, and that's it mi mistakes will happen from from time to time uh so you, you've already mentioned the facebook group um and i know that uh, well, Stephen, you're the the admin for it, and Marusha, you're uh, one of the the moderators in the group as well. Um, so, Stephen, first of all, can you just tell us what the Facebook group is um, and uh, what sort of conversations happen within that group? So, the the group is a Birmingham-based group, and it is Birmingham, UK, not Birmingham, Alabama. <laughs> we do actually get quite a lot of people. From, okay. the, from that area of the world coming in um we have to just say look you know just so you know this is the uk and they're all like oh so we have a lot of support there uh so it's it's open for people who want to know more about the local area birmingham and surrounding area in terms of where they can go to get certain products uh where they can go for meals out uh, look for advice from fellow vegans. Um, yeah, we 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 tend to have a few discussions and stuff. So people will bring things into the group, um, uh, inform people, and uh, it, it can range really. I think the, the majority of the stuff that comes up in the group is where can I go to have a meal with people who are 
not vegan, where I, I'm vegan and I want to, you know, I want us all to have a nice meal. That comes up quite a lot. You get a lot of people who are passing through and they also want to know where they can go while they're there. Um, you get a lot of people who, who they want to share a meme, you know, <laughs> or they want to do like a little poll. You know, we, we used to do some stuff actually where it was like, what's your favorite vegetable? You know, and do a little poll on it, you know, just for a bit of fun. And they were quite popular. Starts a conversation anyway, you know. It does. What came, mm. what came out as the best vegetable? I think it was broccoli, wasn't it? Was it was okay. broccoli, broccoli by a landslide. Yeah, yeah, it was a big win of broccoli. It is yeah. a good vegetable. I think it's the king, yeah, the king and the it. queen of all the vegetables <laughs> now. Yeah, I think that one of the things that we're missing out on currently is uh, social meetups. Okay. So that's, it's been difficult because of, lockdown and covid and things like that and and we we are emerging through the other side now and, and we are aware that people will want to start doing some groups and people have mentioned picnics and um someone was mentioning the other day about a vegan singles night and and i i, I support all of that but yeah. um i think some people are still a, a little bit cautious and you know uh, i want to make sure that everyone is safe um yeah. Uh, and, and because it's care for the community, isn't it? So hopefully we can start doing some of those socials again soon. Yeah, that'd be great. And I'll definitely be interested in coming to the vegan singles night if you have one hey. of those. Uh, because, uh, well, I am single at the moment and I would definitely like to um, find someone else who is vegan because that will help to keep me motivated. Uh, but also I, I think I would find it hard being in a relationship with someone who isn't who does eat meat because then that's kind of a a, a, a bit of a, an internal conflict um so marucha what's what's your involvement with the group and uh what's your experience of of uh participating within the facebook group well i've been a moderator for about a year now i think um about a year ago they set up posts even in the other admins um, looking for moderators so anyone could apply um, there was a little questionnaire and um, me and a couple others have been a part of the team ever since and it's been it's been really good um, for me personally um, what I love doing most is offering support to kind of baby vegans so <laughs> new people uh, to the scene because I know it can be a really scary confusing place to be you know, you. I think maybe even more because people make such a huge deal about it, um, you know, and, and suddenly you find yourself in this world and you're thinking, oh, my God, is this bread vegan? You know, <laughs> is there's all these things that you have not thought about before. Mm. So um, that's my speciality, I would say, is just offering support to people. Um, and I... Um, I just really like seeing what other people have been up to as well. I think the whole vegan plant-based scene in Birmingham has been just fantastic. It's just new places are popping up. Um, and, you know, in, in the end of the day, it's not only about the veganism. It's about sort of sustainability as well, um, zero waste events, things like that. Um, and I think that's really something to keep an eye on. 
Mm. And I think it is, it's a great group. I've personally been a member of the group, I think, for, for a couple of years. Um, and, yeah, I, I, I go on to the group every so often or it pops up in, in my feed. Um, and it's nice seeing uh, people positively talking about veganism because then um, it helps to inspire me to uh, keep on, on this journey myself. Um, and yeah, it's, it's a great tool for finding, finding out like places to eat or different dishes to have. Uh, I think I asked a question once about, uh, the best of vegan curries in Birmingham and I got a recommendation for some place. I can't remember where it was, uh, but I did go there and it, it was very nice. So it's, it's, it's good to, to have those resources, uh, to, uh, to find those things. Um, I'm now interested to find out, um, about, uh, uh, people who inspire you in the world of veganism are there any um uh, well-known people who um have really inspired you so we'll start with marisha um yeah well that a lot of people actually i have to say because um i just i feel like before i never heard about you know vegan athletes or whatever and now suddenly i think especially with the rise of sort of the term plant-based we're hearing about all these amazing people bursting onto the scene and they're doing it with the power of plants and everybody's really amazed at them. Um, but for me personally, um, the person that I've really admired um, has been Ed Winters or better known as Earthling Ed, um, who is just, he's an incredible person. He's, you know, still, he's not even 30 years old and he's already got um, like an incredibly successful YouTube channel um, meant to educate, uh, sort of spread awareness. And he does it in such a sort of calm manner. You want to listen to him. Um, he and his team have also set up um, an organization called uh, Surge, which is... Um, set to promote equality between all uh, non-human animals. Um, and they are, they're also opening a first vegan fish and chip shop soon. Mm. Yeah. yeah, they've got their uh, sanctuary as well and um, mm. some, some literature and... Uh, oh yeah, he's coming up with a book. Uh, you can pre-order now, I think. We got a signed copy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so now the same question for you, Stephen. Are there any um, any people who really inspire you? Oh yes, we, oh, like there is lots. We 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 were discussing this because there's such a long list. Uh, got some special mentions like Patrick Baboumian. He's a brilliant advocate for veganism. He's a strong man. Uh, he's German. He's uh, he's huge, isn't he? And he's, he's and he's so he's so um, inspirational. Um, and I've always been a fan of Russell Brand yeah. uh, before any of his sort of uh, vegan and spiritual movements. Um, so he he's always sort of around, you know, he's always looking into summer doing stuff. I know he, he does a lot of uh, his own thing. He's got his own podcast, you know. Um, but just to know that someone is thriving on their vegan lifestyle and continuing to do all the other things in their life quite happily and successfully. That's nice to see. Um, I suppose it, more in specifics, there's uh, people like Dale Vince. So he's a British entrepreneur. 
He's the uh, director of uh, Ecotricity, the vegan power company. Uh, he's also the owner and director of uh, Forest Green Rovers. Yeah. So they're, I think they're, they're close to top of League Two at the moment. They're doing actually quite well, and uh, I like to follow them. And uh, their 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 whole club is based around sustainability. And I know that all the players and all the staff aren't necessarily all vegan, but um, the the club itself is founded on veganism and. That's really nice to know. And then um, there's also a lady that's called Juliet Gallatly. Okay. So she's the, the, the founder and director of Viva with an exclamation mark. So they're a vegan charity and they like to get involved with uh, events and they have a lot of initiatives and they've got their own media coverage and things like that. And they do a lot of great stuff. And they've been going... I think since the 90s so they've been around for a long long time so they're all really interesting people worth worth looking into mm. and I, I think it's great that there are uh, people out there who um, have got a big following and have become famous and become celebrities and i'm not I'm not really into celebrity culture, but it's nice when you see these kinds of people who are using their influence to positively shape the world around them. Um, and when when people see uh, people that uh, they look up to changing to a plant-based diet, then that will have a big impact on on what other people do as well. Um, and yeah, I, I do really like uh, uh, Forest Green Rovers. I think what they're they're doing is is fantastic because it's yeah very different to what a lot of football is about which is just seems to be about money and it's it's nice seeing um a a sporting organization um looking at it from a, a different point of view um Stephen, uh have you ever been involved in any vegan activism activities like yeah. protests or demonstrations or anything like that so things like the, the protests and demos i've seen i've been around them I wouldn't necessarily consider myself part of them. I've been along, I've taken pictures, uh, I've supported what they're doing. Um, but for me, it's not my style. Okay. And that's okay, you know. Um, activism comes in many different forms. Um, and uh, before we came in, I, I says to Marisha, I says, just being vegan is activism yeah. in itself. And we had like a little yeah. giggle between ourselves. Okay. But really, I mean, if you think about it, it, it is, you know, because you're actively going out of your way to maintain a lifestyle that is benefiting yourself, the animals, the planet, your environment, you know. So um, just that on its baseline is, is activism, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the Facebook group is is another example of that. And this podcast is another example of that. Um, it doesn't have to be shouting with megaphones marching down the street. It's anything to uh, positively influence people. Um, Marusha, have you ever been in, involved in any activism activities? So I think I've, I've not been on any protest. I'll just say that now because... I, to be honest, I've just not really come across them. And I think um, my active vegan years have been sort of based during the lockdown and sort of everything has really been dead thinking back. Because I, when we were discussing, you know, the activism and things, and I thought, 
oh, I don't think I've been a part of anything. And I felt bad momentarily. But then when you think about it, I mean, there wasn't really any chances yet. Um, but, you know, yeah, without sounding too corny, the being vegan in itself and making active choices every day um, and sort of leading by example is really, I think, what has ultimately been most effective for me. And I, and I can see um, even people around us co-workers, friends, you know, seeing us enjoy this lifestyle, thrive on it. And that's what pulls them in. Um, because, you know, there's, if we go back to sort of a stereotypical image of a vegan, you have this, you know, skinny, not well-fed person that can't really do very much. Mm. But, you know, the we've, we've known a lot of people that have been, you know, really growing their own strength through being vegan, physical and mental, really psychological. So I think it just can sim be quite simple. You know, if someone's interested, a work colleague, perhaps, or a friend, and they just they ask a question. I have this idea of um, the 10 point system. So in your head, uh, you don't realize there's a counter. But every time you see something, say, positive or powerful in regards to in this case, veganism, it can work for most things, that you'll add like a point okay. towards, oh, yeah, okay, like, yeah, it makes sense. Or, oh, that burger was quite nice. Or, oh, you know, he's a vegan, but actually he's quite a nice guy. And though you get like a point off these things. And then by the time you hit like 10 points, you, you kind of think, actually, this might be quite good, you know. But if you have these bad experiences, you know, maybe... Um, Maybe you meet a vegan who's not a nice person or you've heard bad stories or you have tried some food that was pretty bad because it's not all fantastic. And you, maybe you get those minus points then and it knocks you down. So you can end up in this sort of, oh, I gained a few points or I lost a few points. But So I think people who are on like zero points, they're like, nah, not touching it. <laughs> get it away from me. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, and I th well, I think there's a lot of logic in in what you've said, and, and actually, I think uh, advertisers and marketers do go by that principle as well. That normally you need to get your your product or your advert in front of people so they see it a number of times before they decide whether they want to, to buy it or not. So I think yeah, it's, it's based on a, a lot a lot of logic. Um, I want to talk about vegan food now. Uh, we'll start with Marusha. What are <laughs> what are your favorite vegan dishes to make? There's a lot of them. Okay. I I cook a lot. I think even in our household, I am the leading force. Okay. And I think um, my favorite dishes are uh, it's when you make something and people really enjoy it and they didn't know it was vegan. Mm. Yeah. Purely because I think, you know, vegan food gets so much bad rep. And then when you can give someone something like, say, I make this banana bread um, and I gave it to a couple of co-workers and um, and they they've eaten it. And then they thought, you know, they came back, they asked me, you know, is this was this vegan? And I said, mm. yeah, it was. Um, I said, oh, do you know, it was you wouldn't think it was really nice. <laughs> I thought. Yeah, there you go. And that, you know, and that's another plus point in that system. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, 
but um, just on day-to-day basis for us, um, I really love anything from the Bosch cookbooks okay. or Matt Pritchard's. Um, mm. I forgot what it's called, but I think dirty vegan is dirty it? vegan. Yeah. yeah. Um, or um, there's this fantastic book about uh, one pot wonders. I think. Okay. It's just basically just throw everything in and something delicious comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've also been trying my hand at uh, the infamous Saitan. What's that? Uh, it is the vegan meat. Okay. So it is made from vital wheat gluten, which is uh, just basically a byproduct of making flour. Um, so essentially what it is, um, there's a couple of different methods. Um, the one that I've been using that's actually quite easy is if you want to make something like mock lunch meat. So you're making like an imitation roast beef or um, turkey breast, mm. things like that. You can use it for sandwiches. And it's a fantastic thing. Okay. Very convincing. Mm. So, and I felt very powerful when I achieved that. <laughs> nice. Uh, and for you, Stephen, are there any particular vegan dishes that you like to cook or to just to eat? I'm a simple man. <laughs> okay. So I like I like simple things. Um, I love beans on toast, you know? Yeah. He does love beans <laughs> on toast. <laughs> uh, but I, I, if I'm going out of my way, you know, I, I do enjoy the popular foods, pizza, okay. burger and chips. Um, I, I like sort of, I like a lot of the Italian foods. So lasagna, um, creamy pasta, things like that. Those are nice. But I also really enjoy Mexican food. Mm-hmm. So if we like, might have some fajitas one night, mm. um, you know, we, well, we haven't, I don't think we've made a chili con carne, but that, maybe that's next on I the don't list, like actually. Ah, <laughs> well, well I, I think chili con carne, or it would be chili... Sin carne. Sin carne, uh, <laughs> because it's chili. Con is with ah, in Spanish, meat. and sin is without, and then carne ah. is meat. I'd have, I'd have just called it chili can't carne. Hey. But I'm a simple yeah. man, like I say. <laughs> That is one of my favourite dishes to make, and I I think if you were to have a meat version and a, a vegan for, for version, it would be very difficult to really tell the difference because most of the flavour comes from all of the spices and the garlic and the chilli, um, and you just you just put loads of different vegetables in it and, and beans in it, um, and yeah, it's it's delicious, and you can make it make a, a big uh, pot of it put it in the fridge and then it keeps going for for ages Mm. Uh, so that is one of my uh, regular and one of my favorites Uh, paella or paella um, is also a good one and curries I think are really good as well Mm. Um, you make a mean jambalaya don't you (laughs) oh yeah made it last week Mm. ate it for six days (laughs) (laughs) nice just because it's a big pot dish isn't it yeah, and I think one of the advantages of not having meat in it is that they do keep for longer in the yeah. fridge because mm-hmm. the the meat goes off quicker than vegetables would. So that's that's another bonus. Um, we we live in in Birmingham, um, and I know that you said you went out for some food on your way here. Um, are there any particular um, food? either takeaway places or restaurants or cafes or coffee shops uh, that you like to go to. Uh, let's start, Stephen. Gosh, there's so many. I, I'd put it into let's two... take turns. You would take turns. <laughs> okay. But I would put it into two categories. So I'd put it in... So there's the vegan places, 
or vegetarian and vegan places. And most of them are sort of independent. Uh, and then you've got sort of like the main chains and the franchise. So you know, things like Pizza Express. We went there last week and we had, they've got this whole new vegan menu and we had some stuff off that. It was really nice. Um, you know, I know a lot of the sort of junk food places are bringing out their own burgers and things like that. And we, we like to try them, but we're not, we don't eat them a lot though, do we? So um, in terms of recommendations, especially because we are Birmingham based, there are, some places that just have to be mentioned. So um, I mentioned Cafe Soya first because that's where we went to on the way. They have a really good vegetarian and vegan section that's definitely worth a look. Um, but you've got Baja, and Baja is very special to us because we actually got engaged. Aww. We I asked <laughs> her to marry me at uh, Baja, so oh, nice. that's that's always going to have a little special place. But that's really quite fancy gourmet food at times isn't it like so that's is that in the mailbox not anymore they are at the rainbow pub now oh okay yeah so they, they've moved around a little bit um they were i think they were at the mailbox weren't they, they, they were at churchill's originally so and then they went to the custard factory yeah that's and right and then pineapple club i think it was yeah they've been and now it died around pub. but i think they're pretty settled now um you go there i know this one that you want to mention um, Earth's Kitchen, which okay. is uh, a Caribbean uh, little type of, uh, it, r reminiscent of sort of family-owned little tiny okay. um, uh, restaurant, which is currently being renovated, but I'm sure it'll mm. be up and running soon. Whereabouts is that? Uh, it's in Digbeth. Yeah. Okay. It's up towards the Custard Factory. It's just before you get to the Custard Factory if you're going from Birmingham Town Centre. So they've been around for quite a while now uh i actually the alex who runs the place i met her back in my very early vegan days and she was in the uh little vegan stalls that popped up around some of the markets and places like that and uh, and we just hit it off straight away and and her food is just fantastic her, like her sightans out of this world okay it's it's one of the places I always recommend to people because it's sort of it's not talked about very often. I know a lot of people know about it, but it's not talked about compared to some other places. Like, so I go vegan is a huge place right now in Birmingham. Um, we used to have a bit of a, a mixed view of them in the early days, but I think because they were just starting out, they hadn't quite got to where they needed to be in terms of quali um, quality of the product. Um, but now. I mean, their their range is now, much better, it? and yeah, mm. I mean the, the the food that they provide now is really it's really really good, uh, and and people will travel quite far to come and get something from there. And they've only got a tiny little shop, in, I think is it Small Heath, yeah. uh, Chardin, that sort of direction. Yeah. They're 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 going to be big news if they keep going. Uh, I genuinely believe that. Um, anymore oh, you've taken all the good ones i took all the good no i haven't no, um, i mean there's three threes if you've got a sweet tooth yeah um yeah, they're really cool there's uh the vegan kitchen there's um land has opened up land well. has opened up if you're into fancy dining uh, i think they also offer a chef's table so you can see how everything mm. is prepared oh, cool. they do yeah mm. 
Is is that the one in the Great Western Arcade? Yes. There's, I think there's so, two yeah. in the, the Great... Vegan Kitchen and Land. Yeah. yeah. They're pretty much next door to each other. Um, and what's the one which is in Digbeth? Like uh, this, cafe. the warehouse cafe. Yeah, yeah, they've been around. Yeah. They're probably one of the originals. Actually, they've been around a long time, and they do, they do do some really, really great food. Unfortunately, we we've not gone as a couple, but I have been in the past, and they've always provided a really good service. And and they, again, they do like vegetarian and vegan. So there's a bit of a little bit of a mix, but they've been around for a while. And there were, there's a few others, but unfortunately, not all of them have survived, which is a bit of a shame. And I do implore people to go and. Go to these places, you know, if you can. I understand the big chains are, they, they've all got vegan options now. You can go to pretty much any pub, restaurant, and they'll have a vegan menu or vegan option. But the, especially the independent and the privately owned places, and they, they've only got one store here in Birmingham, and they're, they're the heart and soul of uh, the, the community. And, and, and as Birmingham as a whole, as well, because you don't need to be vegan or plant-based, to go and enjoy these places. The food's for everyone, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And it is great that we do have so many options in Birmingham. Um, and it's also good to see that the big brands are uh, being more accommodating for um, for just providing vegan options. So I've just got one more question now for you, which is for you both, which is what is your tagline to summarise your, uh, your vegan adventure? Um... I feel like I want to give a special mention to the fact that, you know, go vegan. Because if you go vegan, everybody wins. You win, the, the environment wins, the animals win. You know, our future wins, basically. So um, there's nothing to lose. I, I do really agree with what you said, that every, everyone wins when you go vegan. I, I always think of those three main reasons. It's it's personal health, um, it's the environment, and it's also animal welfare, which is really compelling. So thank you both for coming on. It's been a really, really good episode. I've, I've really enjoyed talking to you both and, and listening to your stories. Excellent. Thanks for watching, and I really hope that you enjoyed it. We'll see you with another episode next week. And to make sure you don't miss out on all future content, just make sure you subscribe to the channel. Wow.